At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. For the past half hour. I'm Ben Wilson. Wes Reynolds back with us on the desk here. Matt Santos, our producer behind the glass. Rob Moreno, Matt Hicks, technical directors there downstairs. We got Kev in the house as well uh, on audio. And it was a re- really interesting discussion there on college football, specifically, Wes, uh, with Vinny here in hour number one. As a result, kind of want to get your thoughts on some of these win totals here because mm-hmm. we are, uh, we're in a position now where we've, we've been doing this a little bit on the show, uh, talking we talked well, we talked SEC the other day. We've talked Pac-12. We've talked some Big 12. How about the Big 10, though? And that's, I know, you're, as an Indiana guy, that's a conference you've paid very, very close attention to here uh, over the years. Firstly, with Ohio State, is it is it reasonable to assume that they are as a two-and-a-half-dollar in your favorite to win the conference? Is that too high in your opinion, or is that about right given the no, talent? Just, I, just in general I, for I Ohio State. I think it's State. about right. And, uh, by the way, they did have media day this week for the That's Big right. Ten. Uh, Ohio State got all 36 first-place votes to win the Big Ten East, and I think rightfully so. Look, uh, you know, you looked at the win total, and we had to, even if we didn't bet it, we had to give an opinion for every team that we wrote for the VSIN College Football Betting Guy, which, by the way, came out this morning. So go ahead and cop that at vsin.com. And Ohio State, I did the Big Ten East, Matt did the Big Ten West. And I looked at Ohio State, it was like at DraftKings, I think it was like 10 and a half minus 240. And it's like, 
well, I'm never going to lay 240 necessarily on a win total because you never know a quarterback gets hurt. That's just that's too much of a risk. I'd rather bet him to win the conference at a little bit less money mm -hmm. than necessarily bet that win total. But I was looking at that schedule. I was like, do I really see two losses on that schedule? And I do not. They are going to be double digit favorites in every single game, probably even including on the road, depending on how the season starts out. They go on the road to Michigan State and Penn State. So those are their two maybe potential roadblocks or slip ups. But this Ohio State team, you know, offensively, they're going to be dynamic. When you lose two of the top 11 draft picks overall in the first round of the NFL draft and your position group at wide receiver is still just as good, maybe even better. That just shows you how well they're recruiting there in Columbus. Jackson yep. Smith and Jigba, who had, I think, like 350 yards in that Rose Bowl game against a very good Utah defense. He's arguably the best receiver, probably going to end up the best receiver in the history of the Ohio State football program, and they've had a lot of good ones I would say, that's for many years. You know, when well, you talk yes. about the Galloways and the Chris Carters and David Boston, and I'm even forgetting a few, but Smith and Jigba is absolutely that good. So, yeah, they're the overwhelming favorite in the East. And, uh, you know, when I looked at the East in kind of a macro level, uh, uh, with and and there you see Ohio State and and I'm even seeing it now at 11 minus a dollar 20. So those 10 and a half right. have gotten support on the over and rightfully so. Look, the first five games are at home and then they go to Sparty at Michigan State and uh, you know Mel Tucker did a really good job last year. I think uh, relied a little bit on the transfer portal. I worry maybe that they're relying too much on that portal, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, Michigan state, I think was a nice surprise and, and has really built something. And, uh, Mel Tucker obviously, uh, got that 10 year extension up there. They tend to like it in East Lansing when you beat up on Jim Harbaugh in Michigan oh, yeah. and he is two and O against the Michigan Wolverines. And, uh, Michigan's going to be one of those interesting teams too, because I anticipate at least a slight step back. I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff, but they've got new coordinators on both sides of the ball. They ran the ball very well last year. They were one of the best running teams in all of college football. I still think that that's going to happen. Even with Hassan Haskins gone, you still have Blake Corum. You have a five-star back Donovan Edwards, uh, the offensive line. They did lose two starters, but they get their anchor back. Uh, Olu Watimi, the Remington finalist last year quarterback. They're probably going to go dual quarterbacks with uh, Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy. McNamara got most of the reps last year, but new OCs, Matt Weiss, Sharon Moore, because Josh Gaddis, who won the Brawls award as the top assistant in college football last year. He is now down at the U with Mario yep. Cristobal as their offensive coordinator. And uh, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, is now with uh, Jim's brother, John, at the Baltimore Ravens. So Jesse Minter comes in. He was the defensive coordinator at Vanderbilt last year. Where I think you anticipate a little bit of the drop-off with Michigan is just how do you replace 25 of your 34 sacks? Aiden Hutchinson and uh, right. David Jabo are <laughs> gone. So, look, you've got to have guys that will step up into that, and I think that that's going to be a little bit tough to replace. But I do like what Michigan did last year in terms of they got back to their old identity. They went back in time and went back to, like, the Schimbeckler era. If you watch that Ohio State game, they just got tough to Ohio State. Yep. They were way more physical. They were number one in rushing in the Big Ten. The offensive line allowed the fewest sacks in the conference, fewest tackles per loss per game allowed. So you want to see if Michigan's going to be a little bit more explosive throwing the ball this year because they do get Ronnie Bell. Remember, he uh, tore his ACL there in that first game. Right, so week one, yeah. The, the schedule is obviously very easy. I mean, this non-conference schedule is very uh, – Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut – all at Three home. wins. Maryland, right. who, you know, Talia Tagovailoa does come back. They'll be good offensively. I don't know how they'll be defensively, but Michigan should be 4-0 going into Iowa City at least. Uh, 
Uh, my lean was nine and a half under at plus 105 because you still got to go to Ohio State. You still got to go to Iowa. And then is there a possibility maybe a Penn State or a Michigan State right. get you in Ann Arbor? Nine, that is the second highest win total on the board, at least for the Big Ten. I want to get your take, Wes, because for most of these, we focused on the teams at the top. I want to go to the bottom as well. Just one really quick update. First off, I don't know if you saw this. The, uh, the pitcher there in Miami gets hit, on a, gets hit in his head with a line drive. Oh. Daniel Castano, they have to take him out of the game in the first inning after he'd already given up a run in the first inning, Tommy Pham double. So it's one, nothing reds and they have a pretty significant injury delay there right now. It looked like he was okay. He got up. He under his own power, walked to the dugout, but a actually a line drive out. It hit off his head, ricocheted right to the third baseman, Joey Wendell, who actually made the mm-hmm. catch on the fly. But uh, anyway, for those of you who were wondering, that is now, I don't know, could that be an in-play situation? Maybe Reds minus 260 live here. Now 10 and a half live total juiced under. Just wanted to point that out really quick. One nothing bottom of the first there uh, with the rarely seen pitcher exiting in the first inning because he takes a line drive off the head. Uh, as far as the bottom of this conference, Wes, you, I, I remember two years ago, the Indiana alumnus, yeah, Wes Reynolds. bottom is, of the conference. Well, let's mention Indiana because that's saying, where they usually are. Just say, I, was two years ago. Though. Know, you you got yourself a trip to Jacksonville out of that. I remember how happy mm-hmm. you were. It was a great season for Tom Allen. And then last year it kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah, you go winless they, in the big had 10 the year during COVID where they eventually got into the top 10 for the first yeah. time. And God knows how long and uh, made the, uh, I believe the Outback bowl did get beat by Ole Miss, but yeah, it was such a disappointment last year. They went two and 10 and it was injuries. It was a lot of coach turnover there. There's five new assistants, I believe on the staff, including uh, an offensive and defensive coordinator Charlton Warren now goes to uh, be on Mac Brown staff as their defensive coordinator and also a new offensive coordinator Walt Bell comes in Nick Sheridan was replaced but you look at Indiana last year last in total offense fewer than 300 yards and 18 points a game they had four touchdown passes in nine conference games mm. you're not going to win a lot of games yeah. in the Big Ten conference with that so uh, Michael Penix uh, now at Washington to perhaps reunite with former IU offensive coordinator Kalen DeBoer so it is Connor Basilak who you're very familiar with I as am. a Mizzou guy yes. uh, I have some good optimism about Basilak and I do think that he is going to win the job over Jack Tuttle I think that's who you have to go with Sean Shivers I think could be a really good running back out of the portal for Indiana transfer from Auburn Josh Henderson also in from North Carolina the running game though 3.2 yards a carry Nick Sheridan was kind of the fall guy on the offense but it's like we can't run the ball because this offensive yeah. line's one of the worst they had in Bloomington in about two decades <laughs> so they didn't have any holes so hopefully that's better uh, uh, Cam Camper a good Juco uh, transfer and DJ Matthews a former Florida State transfer missed last year with an ACL are back they're gonna have to step up though offensively I think I'm I don't mind the talent that they have at the skill position. What I do mind is the offensive line, and that very much worries me. The defense, I think that they were disappointing last year simply because they were on the field all the time. Yeah. So uh, you look this year, they got to replace Micah McFadden, who is the top tackler, really the coach on the field. He uh, was drafted fifth round by the New York Giants. But the secondary, I think, is going to be good. Got to get more takeaways, though. They only had five picks last season when they had 17. And that's the thing you'll notice about college football, Ben. It always kind of reverts a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you get a lot of turnovers, a lot of takeaways one year, you tend to come back to earth the next year. So uh, looking at Indiana, I, I think four is about right. I don't know what expectations because I had higher expectations last year and they go two and ten. Two wins last year, yeah, four and a half on the I win total I think that they're going to be better. But look, they get the opener week one against Illinois and Illinois kind of right where Indiana is. If you look at the win total, uh, four and a half, Illinois does have that advantage though of playing in that week zero or whatever that's called August 27th, uh, where they play that first game. So 
you know, if Indiana can start out with a win at home, uh, two of the non-conference games should be win at Cincinnati. I still think is going to be dicey, even though they're not near as talented as last year. But the schedule is always a brute in the East when you got to play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State on the docket every year. I'd surely like these divisions to go away in the Big Ten. But this is going to be a better team. But I couldn't take them over four and a half on that one. Total. Minus 140, the juice to the under on Indiana. The heaviest juice actually is Illinois, minus 180 to the under there. Any other teams that, that catch your eye, win total, perspective-wise? Yeah, when, that I, when I was looking a little bit in the East, uh, Maryland might have the potential uh, at, at, at over six, even money, because they're going to score a ton of points. Their receiving core, uh, not quite Ohio State quality, but pretty darn good, uh, especially with Demas coming back from that uh, knee injury. So uh, Loxley is always a good recruiter, not necessarily the best in-game manager mm -hmm. or in-game coach, but he recruits at a pretty high level. Buffalo at home, tricky trip down to Charlotte and a likely high-scoring game with SMU. But they get five of the non-conference games at home. The road trips are Michigan, Wisconsin, and Penn State. Six and six is the most likely result, but I would probably lean as they're trying to make consecutive bowl trips for the first time since 2014. I think Maryland, uh, you know, of the kind of bottom teams in the Big Ten East, and I would include Indiana, Rutgers, and Maryland outside that big four yep. in the East. Uh, Maryland, I think, has the best potential to maybe make a little bit of a step up. Six with the over there, right at even money. That, that would be uh, the thought there. And again, as you pointed out, Wes, the college football betting guide, it's out now. So go ahead, vcin.com slash subscribe. Check that out. We have previews on all 131 FBS teams, a lot of win total recommendations there, some thoughts on the, uh, the college football playoff as well. Always a really, really well put together betting guide. So certainly want to encourage everybody uh, to check that out. In the meantime, we're going to return, have some news and notes of the day around NFL training camps. A couple of interesting signings around the league, both in the AFC, one in Kansas City, one in Tennessee. Want to get Wes's thoughts on that. We'll also talk with some lower win total teams in the NFL, which teams might be undervalued. We'll get all those takes on the other side here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios, the Lombardi Line, our number two, Wes. And as we have now, we're in that nice little uh, nice little period where we get some news and notes every single day, right mm-hmm. around this time, coming out of training camps here, where we get some of the signings, some of the guys who are banged up. For those who missed it, uh, to start the day, Ryan Jensen for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their center carted off the field. The Todd Bowles head coach telling reporters that the severity of the knee injury is unknown, but that's a little bit alarming there uh, in Tampa Bay. As for some signings, though, this one's interesting. Kansas City Chiefs, they signed Carlos Dunlap, one-year, uh, $8 million deal. Ian Rappaport reporting that this morning from NFL Network. So Dunlap, who was certainly on the back nine of his career, was last yeah. in Seattle, at least for Kansas City. I guess you can never stockpile enough uh, enough guys in, on that defensive line, and they're trying to do that yeah. here with Dunlap. Yeah, because Kansas City would be one of those teams that I would think maybe would be in the market or kind of looking at the waiver wire for some teams that might be rebuilding. Uh, I'm looking at the Chicago Bears. Uh, who I don't think are going to be winning very many games. And it's like, okay, what assets do you have to trade to maybe stockpile picks and build the right way that I think Ryan Poles wants to do is through the draft and not necessarily overpay for free agents. So I'm looking potentially maybe at a Robert Quinn. Uh, Could he be, you know, would a Kansas City maybe interested in Robert Quinn? So, yeah, they're still trying to stockpile pass rushers. They've got Clark. They've got Carol Loftus, who has a lot of potential, the rookie out of Purdue. But 
you can never have too many pass rushers in the NFL in general, and especially in the AFC West with four very dynamic offenses. No doubt, especially when that has been to a perceived weakness of Kansas City now in the Patrick Mahomes era. So Dunlap goes to KC. I don't know how much this will really move the needle, but uh, Terry Godwin, he's he's with Tennessee now, Wes. He uh, is signed today. They released Jawan Green, the Titans did. Uh, so in a, in a very interesting offseason for the Titans where I don't, I don't know that I've heard really anybody show much interest in backing Tennessee. You look at a lot of the numbers and it, it certainly seems to indicate Which some regression coming back. Which worries me as a Colts guy and yeah. somebody that does like the Colts and did bet them to win this division. But, you know, just looking at Tennessee, is Ryan Tannehill kind of regressing back to the Miami Ryan Tannehill? You do have Derrick Henry coming back. I think it's a big ask, even though he was off to a sterling start last season where it looked like, okay, he's on 2,000 yard pace again. But, you know, running back shelf lives are short in this league and coming back from injuries is, I think, toughest at that position than any position in the NFL. So uh, just looking at Tennessee, I've been kind of disappointed. I think they've, they've met, uh, you know, they miss Arthur Smith, really, who's now the head coach in Atlanta, second year of Todd Downing. I think the offense definitely declined. It certainly uh, didn't help that Derrick Henry uh, went out of the lineup in that Colts game in Indianapolis uh, first half of the season. But New receivers there, Robert Woods, uh, A.J. Brown now out. He is now in Philadelphia, so they bring in Robert Woods. Uh, uh, they still have Nick Westbrook uh, in the receiving mm -hmm. core. So we're going to see with Tennessee. I think there's a lot of unknowns. That's one of those teams, I think, that have been very tough to get a read on going into the season. And it, as you said, it always worries me when you, you, know, you look at the general senses of regression and you just kind of blandly assign a specific mm -hmm. position for a team. And yeah. when you look at it and, and you say, okay, well, every year we know that several playoff teams fall off and don't and aren't able to repeat that success the following year. And Tennessee easily fits the bill simply yeah. because of the DVOA numbers and how they ended up more mid-tier right. last, last season. But at the same time, I, you know, with and Mike Vrabel wins coach of the year a season ago, just, I mean, based on the in infrastructure alone and based on the fact that you still have a weapon in Derrick Henry, I don't know if I'm in the position to just say, well, yep, they were a playoff team. They got, they pretty clearly outperformed their baseline last year. Right. I don't know if I'm willing for any of these teams to just say, okay, well, yeah, simply because of that, I'm now going to fade them automatically well, and, this year. And I think just looking in that AFC South at a macro level, the Colts are seen as kind of that mission team because of how disappointing they finished the season last right. year when you're a two touchdown favorite I know it's on the road in a divisional game but against a Jacksonville that's obviously playing out the string and the Colts just absolutely laid an egg and that's why they moved on from Carson Wentz Matt Ryan now there so I've been getting the training camp reports back from Indianapolis uh, one thing about Matt Ryan that everybody's pointing to is how quick he gets the ball out he does not hold the ball. He knows he's on the back nine of his career, so he's not going to take a lot of hits. Kind of similar to Phillip Rivers a couple of years ago as the uh, Colts' revolving door at quarterback seemingly continues on a year-to-year <laughs> right. -year basis. But it's all going to be about, you know, can they get a number one receiver step up? They can obviously run the ball as well as anybody in the league with Jonathan Taylor. But can you get Pittman to maybe be that number one receiver? And also, can the defense improve? I think they're still pretty solid on the defensive line. But Gus Bradley coming in, how much more aggressive is he going to be? Is he going to uh, be able to uh, turn Darius, who uh, who actually goes by Shaquille, Saw his that. middle name? Shaquille so, uh, Leonard, yes. Uh, I just call him the maniac. That's his nickname <laughs> yeah. there in Indianapolis. So are they going to turn Darius Leonard? I know he's on the pup list, but that's just a brief respite. So are they going to turn him loose on some blitzes and then the secondary? 
that's got to improve. I expect the pass rush is going to improve with Quiddy Bay now after his rookie year. And then they add Yannick Ngakwe, mm-hmm. who I still think has a little bit in the tank. And, of course, you got one of the better defensive tackles in the middle in DeForest Buckner. And you see now on the odds, minus 115 for the Colts to win that division at BetMGM. Titans have drifted all the way to plus 150. A lot of action coming in on Indianapolis this year. And in the same vein, Wes, as we talk about, Always there are teams in the NFL we expect to regress who are playoff teams from one year to the next and fall off. In that same in that same kind of conversation point, there are always the teams that are not expected to do much who then mm-hmm. outperform those expectations pretty significantly. We've got the whole batch of the, of the teams with win totals sub six and a half, and we're trying to figure out, all right, which teams might actually be undervalued this year. So you take a look at where at some of these teams, Falcons are four and a half, Panthers, Bears, Lions, all six and a half, Texans four and a half as well. And then further down the list, uh, you also have the Jags, Giants, six and a half, Jets, Seahawks, each at five and a half right now. Of those those groups of teams here, Wes, what is what is one that you could see not only getting past a win total, but maybe even threatening for an outside uh, wild card spot, getting towards a 500, putting up eight, maybe even nine wins this year. Is there a team in that group that at least has the potential on paper to outperform those expectations? The uh, New York football giants uh, yeah. at six and a half. And by the way, I was looking at strength of schedule Easiest schedule per Warren Sharp uh, in terms of uh, just the strength of the schedule. I believe uh, they have the easiest schedule. A lot of the NFC East teams, by the way, I think all four of them in the top 10. Eagles second easiest. Eagles second easiest. Commanders at six and then Dallas at 10. Everybody kind of considers this a two-team division. Philadelphia has been the obvious buzz team with what they did in the draft. And they probably are the most talented team in the NFC East. But can Jalen Hurts take that step this year? I like what the Giants have done, at least from the coaching upgrades. They have coaching upgrades, I think, clearly across the board. Brian Dable, I know a first-time head coach, but obviously well thought of as an offensive coordinator, put up great numbers in Buffalo. Mike Kafka comes in to be the uh, offensive coordinator, and he spent some time on Andy Reid's staff there in Kansas City. So now he is going to be the uh, play caller. So he's been with uh, Reid and company in a pretty darn good offense the last few years. Wink Martindale comes in as the defensive coordinator. I know – Baltimore disappointing the last couple of years on mm-hmm. defense and John Harbaugh and Wink Martindale parted ways. But keep in mind that Baltimore secondary was absolutely, they were, they were getting guys off the street to play there. That's why he went for two. That was kind of a point of consternation with a lot of betters last year. That's why John Harbaugh went for two in Pittsburgh. Cause it's like, I don't have anybody for his secondary, even to stop Ben Roethlisberger who seemingly couldn't throw more than 10 yards down the field. But I think the Giants are going to be better this year. I really, I really like the talent that they have now. They got to keep Saquon Barkley healthy, which they have not been able to do over the last couple of years. But you look at the receiving core, just a lot more talent there. Kenny Galladay back, uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony. They drafted the kid out of Kentucky in the second mm-hmm. round, Rondale Robinson. So they have more weapons, I think, for Daniel Jones. And the key for Daniel Jones just don't turn the ball over. Right. Well, yeah. And, and I think o- too, you know, and well, the offensive line could help keeping him upright. But they have added to that group. Uh, Andrew Thomas, they draft Evan Neal out of Alabama rookie uh, there in the first round. So would expect that to be better. I I just think if you look at the schedule, there's a lot of at least potential wins uh, that could go their way that didn't do it last year, four and 13. So they start out at Tennessee, but you get three straight games at home, Carolina, Dallas, Chicago, you get green Bay in London, you get Baltimore at home. You probably might be a small favorite on the road against Jacksonville and Seattle, or at least a very small underdog. So those are winnable games. You get a bye week and then you get Houston and Detroit at home. There is a lot of potential for the Giants. The schedule is a little bit more back-ended with more division games. 
Uh, but I think New York could actually get off to a really good start this Four season. Four wins from a season to go. It, it leads me to think, how do you evaluate? You have 10 first-year head coaches, some with previous head coaching experience. Brian Dable is not one of those guys. In your general betting experience, how lightly have you have you treaded with some of these first-year guys? Or are you do you usually throw that, uh, well, that stuff out when it, you're it, handicapping? It depends on the situation in terms of a talent. Like, you have so many guys. Some are, like, obvious rebuilds. Like, the Giants, I would look at them as more of a retool a little bit, not full because, blown rebuild. Yeah, yeah. like a, like a full blown rebuild, I think is in Chicago. I think that is absolutely going to happen with Matt Eberflus, first year coach, first year GM. So that in Houston, I think is still more in a rebuild mode. Whereas I think a team like the Giants and maybe even the Carolina Panthers, a little bit more like retooling that are not as far away as the record indicates. And still to come for us on the Lombardi line, we'll break down the entire MLB rest of the card tonight. Also want to get some more thoughts on some of these teams, sub six and a half win totals. We'll talk Texans next. Some interesting angles there. I want to get Wes's thoughts on with quarterback Davis Mills. We'll do that when we return here on the Lombardi line. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's VEASAN Football Betting Guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. So sign up for VEASAN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming Pro Football Betting Guide. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe Wes Reynolds playing a big role in both of those guys uh, correct there Wes you, you've got a hand I, in both I of believe them? so uh, we will wait to see how the NFL <laughs> betting guide is going to lay down Wes, but he's I, just I, not, I'm I mean, guessing more writing is in order yes well he's just everywhere uh, nightcap last night you're on follow the money this morning helping with the announcement there and here we are on the Lombardi line now and you got the nightcap tonight yes what a guy I, I am very much looking forward to that nap at about 1230 there, yes. this afternoon just, you're all, almost there uh, we want to get back to the NFL discussion in just a second first a quick update though of the games in progress right now I had mentioned that a scary situation in Cincinnati. It was really good to at least see the starting pitcher uh, for the, the Marlins in Donovan Castano at least uh, be, be helped off the field and under his own power. He leaves after taking a line drive to his head. So the Marlins have to go to the bullpen in the first inning. However, it's been, uh, you, you talked about West, these getaway day unders. It's been a pretty good pitching showing outside of that first inning. For the most part, we're in the top of the third now. Graham Ashcraft looking pretty good here. one nothing lead there for Cincinnati. And he's, yeah, uh, he's on uh, it right now. Yeah, that slider has been very good for Ashcraft the last couple starts, and it certainly has started off very well today. Uh, Graham Ashcraft already three strikeouts here as we're in the top of the third. Looking pretty good there, Reds. I'm seeing a $2.30 live favorite at BetMGM, plus 165 on the Marlins. Seven and a half, your total juiced under at minus 130. And the other game, Wes, you, you also indicated a, a preference for the under in the Baltimore game. Rays at Orioles. We're now down to a live total of five and a half. A little juice over minus 120. Minus 135 on the O's live. Even money on the Rays. And that's because it is yeah. a nothing-nothing game. Bottom of the third. Although my, my screen did just light up. I believe we're about to see something happen with Anthony Santander yeah, at the plate he's going to take uh, Ryan Yarborough yard here uh, for a two-run shot. Yarborough, actually, I was about to say, Hey, he's been pitching well. Five strikeouts here in just uh, uh, two and two-thirds. He does not take him deep necessarily, but does play to run here. Yep, that'll be an RBI double. So one zip 
to the O's bottom of the third as they strike uh, they strike first and that's that's why I saw some of the betting markets they were suspended at the moment we'll see when uh, it looks like BetMGM they've reposted that O's now minus 230 live plus 165 on the raise six and a half now is your rejuice total over minus 130 as far as the Rocket Mortgage Classic as well day number one Wes we talked earlier Tony Finau gets into the clubhouse at eight under last week's champion at the 3M Open Uh, if you were in the first round leader markets though you're in a position where we might have a a dead heat here because the Canadian Taylor Pendrith mm-hmm. was on your card, Wes, comes out, was among the leaders in strokes gain putting today, and he gets into the clubhouse joining Finau, 8-under, 64 yeah, to tie for the lead. Yeah, a couple good starts for me with uh, Pendrith at 8-under and then Cameron Champ also in at 6-under. Webb Simpson, the Donald Ross specialist, almost 6-under. Uh, so uh, if you like, if you thought you were going to get value on him for the Wyndham Championship, which is kind of like his home event, you really don't probably anyway, even if he's not, out of yeah. form. So uh, probably going to lose on that. So uh, afternoon group's about to start, but 8-under uh, with uh, Finau and Pendrith, the mark to beat. And the other guys at six under, Michael Thompson, Lee Hodges, Matt Wallace rounding out your uh, your top seven so far. Big group of guys at five under as well. And the pre-tournament favorite, Patrick Cantley, uh, he gets into the clubhouse at two under par T 35th right now on Cantley. And then the second betting favorite, Will Zalatoris, he's even par, but just through three holes, just underway mm-hmm. there. Part of, uh, of those afternoon groupings. Same deal with Cameron Young, who was, I believe, fourth on the odds board. One of the, those were four of the guys sub 20 to one this week, uh, even par through three holes. As we return to the NFL West, we were talking last segment, some of these teams win totals sub six and a half that we're at least intrigued by. Well, how about a a specific player that is at least intriguing to do the deep dive in the numbers. We did this exercise last night on primetime action, where we were doing some of the quarterback uh, props on the passing yardage total. And the one that uh, for Jeff Parles and I, the one we kept coming back to Davis mills in Houston was right around, I think 3,700 and a half passing yards. But if you look, and we've got, uh, we have some of the stats from his final five games a season to go. To start, Wes, we certainly believe that he is going to be the guy all year for Houston, a team that really has zero incentive to win now. But if you actually look at it, he was on a over 4,000 yard pace in his 11 starts that he got in for last year. And he wasn't all that bad as the numbers would indicate. So what do you make of a guy like Mills coming into this year where you'd figure Houston's going to be down in a lot of games. He'll be throwing a lot. And he's at least going to give them a puncher's chance in some of these spots. You know, there were some times he showed some flashes and I think certainly earned the right to be the starting quarterback this year. Now we'll see if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, might be making his way to Houston because there is a history, by the way, Nick Casario, who is the general manager in Houston, did draft Jimmy G out of Eastern Illinois when uh, Nick Casario was up in New England uh, with the brain trust up there at the Patriots. So there is that possibility. But if they don't go that route, I think Davis Mills is going to be the starter. The backups right now in the depth chart, Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, Kevin Hogan, I think no real threat. So you might as well use this season and see what you got with Davis Mills because if Houston is bad as they're projected to be based on their win total and based on the schedule, you're going to have a pretty quarterback-rich draft next year possibility of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami, you're going to have at least maybe even more than a handful of first round quarterback grades next year. So there is the possibility Houston can rebuild with a new quarterback. So why not see what you have with Davis Mills? That's why I would not go necessarily the Jimmy Garoppolo route is like, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to make you a playoff team? He is absolutely not even in what is a weak AFC South division. So you know, looking at Davis Mills, uh, the receiving core, and I know we were talking in the first hour about Green Bay's receiving core kind of being down. Mm-hmm. Well, one receiving core that is absolutely down are the Houston Texans. Of yeah. course, Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, 
he's you know he's had some good years years before, but I don't think he's a true number one. We know uh, the announcement with John Mechie. Uh, the draft pick out of Alabama. Diagnosis, yeah. yeah, so so they're not going to see him anytime soon. So you look at the starters, it's Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and Philip Dorsett. That doesn't exactly send shivers down your spine as an opposing secondary, and plus with a very young quarterback in Davis Mills. You just look at this Houston team, Ben, and there's just not a lot of talent. This is absolutely a rebuild. They went with Lovey Smith. Uh, promoted him to head coach. He was the assistant head coach. David Cully let go after mm-hmm. one season, but just a lot of talent and then talent has gone from this team. Uh, long gone are the days of JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins and uh, you know, Whitney merciless and, and all those guys. So they are absolutely rebuilding. They drafted Stingley in the first round at corner. So at least that's a piece for the defense, but yeah, I think they're expected to be bad and they probably are going to be bad this year, but you guys, uh, when you were talking about this last night, you tend to like the over on the yards you were saying. It's more of like if you if you have enough conviction that he is going to be that starter and probably if he's the starter week one, Wes, like if you get if you kind of get past the whole potential timeline where Garoppolo could be traded and you mentioned the connections there in Houston, but if you get to week one and you feel like it is going to be Davis Mills who is the starter, I don't really see, as you, you also mentioned the rest of the depth chart there behind him, I don't really see any scenario given the the look, the tough schedule this year for Houston by not finishing last in their division. It's the uh, sixth hardest schedule this mm-hmm. year by Vegas win totals for uh, for Houston this year. When you have a guy in Mills, you, there's really no reason not to throw him out there every single game, and you're going to be in come from behind mode quite a bit. Let's also keep in mind it's not like the cupboard was necessarily fully stocked on the receiving core last year for Davis mm-hmm. Mills. It was still Brandon Cooks and, and a bunch of journeyman type guys a season ago, I, I would imagine that it's going to be one of those guys who could put up some numbers on a very, very bad team and that it does not come close to altering the win total or any sort of success for Houston, but you might get a guy who is a l- somewhat unheralded as far as the stats. So we look at him and just say, Oh God, awful rookie last year who, again, when you dive into the numbers was actually decent 16 touchdowns to 10 picks a season ago. And I would, that was the one I, I of all the AFC quarterbacks jumped out to me the most West, the over on his passing well, yards. If, now, again, that's if he's playing all, all 17, but I certainly believe if he's the starter week one, he's going to be out there all year for Houston. Now, now I agree with that assessment, but you do have a new offensive coordinator down there in Houston is Pep Hamilton. Last time he's been an offensive coordinator in the national football league. I got a very good look at him at Indianapolis, 2013 to 2015. A lot of short passes, trying to find the tight end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. they're kind of a manage the clock, move the chain. So I don't expect that this is going to be necessarily an up-tempo offense. Pep, by the way, he was the passing game coordinator last year. And then before that, I believe, was the D.C. Defenders head coach. I remember uh, that, yeah. We were doing the XFL betcast and then went to be the quarterback's coach for the Chargers. So Pep has been around a long time. But if you know where he was before he reunited with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, that was Stanford, David Shaw, a lot of running the ball, a lot of short passes, a lot of intermediate routes. So I agree with the philosophy, but I want to see, you know, what Pep Hamilton is going to do with this offense. That's pretty devoid of talent. It, it is. Uh, look, I, I get it. It's not like it's not like I'm running to the window to make this right. play. And it's, it's like, it's, no, but uh, I, I don't necessarily uh, yeah. think it's far fetched. Right. I don't know and if I'm going to follow on and over, but yeah. And, well, and outside of all other Houston based bets you'd be looking yeah. at, that's really the only one that's kind of palatable to me because we've seen Lovey Smith back his way into you know, winning, winning a few games, even and with you really know no Lovey's talent a defensive before. guy, yeah. So he's going to have more say on that side of the football for sure. No question. I mean, look, would, would, would I just be blindly betting the win total under despite 
every every good point you laid out, West, the the team devoid of talent. No, just because we've seen Luffy Smith win games with really no quarterback or offensive play before. Obviously, that takes an elite defense. We don't expect that in Houston, but five wins is not unrealistic for Houston coming into 2022. It's, it's more the Mills passing props that uh, definitely intrigues me the most. When we return, we wrap up the show. We'll go through the rest of the MLB card with Wes. That's right after this. You're on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare tired of restless nights meet lisa the sleep experts (sighs) here at lisa we know that good sleep is essential for mental physical and emotional health That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits, 
like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. See BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-run shot for Jesus Aguilar in Cincinnati. Marlins take a 2-1 lead there in the bottom of the third. We were talking about it earlier, Wes. Marlins likely going to be mm-hmm. sellers, as they should at the deadline. Now five and a half back of Cincinnati for the, or I should say, of St. Louis for the final wild card spot in the National League. As a uh, Milwaukee Brewer fan myself. Jesus Aguilar, that um, that 35 well, home run 2018. They, I would they, love they to use, get they Jesus could use, back. They could use another bat up they there in Milwaukee, could. I think. Is Bring there. him back. Yeah, and and look, I think Aguilar is a guy that could be on the move. They're obviously uh, not going to want to move Jazz Chisholm. I think they want to have him as kind of a building block. But you look at a guy like Aguilar or uh, – or maybe uh, uh, Wendell, perhaps uh, one of these bats, at least one of these bats, I think are going to move for the Miami Marlins. Uh, obviously teams want to get into that pitching staff, but I don't think they want any of those young pitchers. Uh, Trevor Rogers, his value is down. Obviously oh, he is not the Trevor. Yeah. He is not the Trevor Rogers of 2021, but you know, you still have Alcantara who I think is virtually untouchable. I think the Marlins will listen on everybody else, but I don't know if they really want to trade uh, uh, Pablo Lopez and Sixto Sanchez of course has been out has been out with injury this year they like him I think long term so that's kind of one of those things where it's like okay get good on one side of the ball get good at least pitching and then we'll work on the hitting as we go because the pitching is what usually carries us one of the more random bobbleheads I own is a Jesus Aguilar Milwaukee Brewers uh, bobblehead, bobblehead from one of those long ago giveaways at the uh, formerly Miller Park, now American Family Field. I know. That's I, I called it Miller Park the other day, and yeah, I was like, oh, it's I weird. forgot that I they know. renamed it after another Wisconsin company. Another Wisconsin company. Yes, they're uh, in Milwaukee. Brewers are off today. There's only, if you look at the rest of the card, eight games tonight. We have the two in progress right now. I mentioned that uh, Marlins two, Reds one score in the top of the fourth, and then the Orioles lead one nothing over the Rays in the bottom of the fourth couple of getaway day games there. I, it's funny. I looked first at the, because Shohei Otani pitches tonight, Wes, and that's always where we now as betters just gravitate toward these Otani lines hosting mm-hmm. the Rangers tonight and Spencer Howard minus two twenty five at bed MGM, which on the surface you say, okay, I, it's Otani pitching. Yes. But you're essentially at this point for the angels asking him to go out and win a baseball game all by himself when right. he's pitching my over $2 seems to be insane for a team that has been absolutely dreadful in the month of July, a team batting average under 200, a staff ERA that was over five before they shut out the Royals in back-to-back games. The only thing that would, as much as I am inclined and would love to take a stab on Texas here, uh, Spencer Howard has a seven 11 ERA in yes. five starts this year. So it is hard to back a guy like that. Who's a fielding independent pitching is even worse. Eight Oh two this year. Yeah. This is a pass for me because look, uh, it is horrifying to lay that kind of price on, on <laughs> the mean, Los Angeles Angels of yes. Anaheim. And Otani, by the way, his last start, I believe it was a week ago tonight against the Braves. Great start. I think he had like 11 strikeouts through six innings and only had 71 pitches. So it's like, okay, he's good to go for the seventh. And then he got shelled for six runs in the seventh inning. So uh, 
that's something that you want to worry about a little bit too. How deep can he go into games at this standpoint? So this is an absolute stay away from me. Yeah, the only thing really at this point with Otani are the strikeout props, but we've seen a lot. I think his last start that you mentioned against Atlanta, it was seven and a half, juiced like minus one eighty over. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 when you get to that point, I don't know how you have, how you handle those props specifically, Wes, but. When it gets to the point where you're paying that big of a premium, it's, it's really it's it. hard to find a value yeah, unless you just want action. It's not but. worth it. it. Usually, you know, when I dabble in those type of strikeout props, I don't usually like to play more than one forty or one fifty yeah. on big. I just think, you know, you're 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 asking a lot, and like you said, I think you phrased it properly. Shohei Otani, you're kind of asking him to win by himself. And by the way, uh, some news on the Angels that came out yesterday: Mike Trout dealing with this. Uh, this yeah. back thing is not just a thing. Like it's it's a little bit more than that. So who knows when he is going to be back? And I know we've discussed the AL MVP and the Cy Young ad nauseum. It's a seems like a two man race, Judge versus Otani for the MVP. But it's like you got to put Otani out there. I know you don't want to burn him out. He's in arbitration next year, and then he's a free agent in 2024. So obviously you want to try to to extend this guy and look out for his long term future. But you also got to have people come to the ballpark and it doesn't look like uh, Mike yeah. Trout's going to be on the field anytime soon in Anaheim. Yep. He said last night, he is not closing the book on playing this year. He refuted the, some of the statements that were made by the head uh, personal uh, head athletic trainer there for the angels saying that this would be a potentially career threatening injury. But at the same time, if the angels continue to play like this and they're totally out of it, what mm-hmm. incentive would you even have in bringing him back? Say in, I don't know, late August or, right. or September, Presumably once he is healthy, that is yet another saga in the uh, just disaster season. It has been there for the LA angels. Wes, as far as some of the other action today, you know, the one game that I was really interested in Logan Gilbert's a guy I've backed a bunch this year for Seattle. He goes in to, to Houston today against Jose Urquidy Mariners who were swept by the Astros coming out of the all-star break after winning 14 straight heading into it. They get swept at home by the Astros, but then right on cue, the Astros turn around and get swept by Oakland. Three games set there by the Bay earlier this week. Seeing Urquidy and the Strohs at, at Bet MGM, a dollar forty-five favorite. Most shops you can find a little better than that if you want to lay it with Houston in the market today. Plus one twenty on Logan Gilbert and the Mariners. Total of eight. Juiced over minus 120, and both pitchers West though do have some regression mm-hmm. coming for them. Gilbert specifically, who is among the worst uh, hard hit percentage guys in Major League Baseball, gives up a ton of hard contact. Has probably been pretty fortunate to have a 277 ERA as a result so far. Yeah, and I'll give the Mariners some credit. They showed resiliency. Obviously, the Astros kind of showed them who was boss. It's like, okay, we're the kings of this division. You're yeah. not coming to catch us. Three game sweep, and then the Astros get swept in Oakland by the A's, and the Mariners come back and take three from the Rangers. So, uh, you know, Gilbert, you mentioned 277 ERA, but if you look, he allows a lot of hard contact. The walk rate is up. So the metrics don't really indicate the record and the record has been absolutely sterling 10 and four and 20 starts. Uh, so, you know, I think when you look, he's more of like a three and a half type of pitcher. So uh, I, I do think you're right. Gilbert is going to have regression, but also your quitty who is a guy that has a very high fly ball rate and can get punished by home runs. Seattle's starting to show some pop in terms of that with, uh, especially with the one Julio Rodriguez back in the lineup, your quitties strikeout rate has gone uh, down. The hard contact rate is up. So if you're looking at these numbers, uh, I would maybe be interested perhaps in like a first five over, or even maybe yeah. split it half and half first five full game. I think the best I see right now four and a half under 120. So you can get four and a half over even money in the first five. And then also there are some eights starting to show eight juice to the over at minus 120. I believe at bet MGM, but 
yeah, I, I think when you have two pitchers like this at this point in the season that have getting, been getting a little lucky, still have a lot of hard contact, but haven't been penalized for it, eventually you get to that spot where they do get penalized for it, and I think it could be tonight. Could And look, Gilbert as well, just a second-year full pro with the, with the Mariners at the major league level. How about anything else that made uh, your card there, Wes? Six other games we can potentially discuss. If there's anything that uh, jumps out on the page to you? Yeah, still going through the card a little bit, but uh, – I looked at the I looked at the price here for the Blue Jays. By the way, the Blue Jays were a huge favorite last night against the uh, very yeah. shorthanded St. Louis Cardinals, who didn't have Goldschmidt nor Arenado in the lineup because of the uh, COVID nineteen requirements up there north of the border border in terms of the vaccine. But no problem, Cardinals an easy win. We've seen the Blue Jays as big that's, favorites sometimes. That's a couple uh, times. A now. couple yeah. weeks ago against the Royals, when the Royals basically had the the Omaha Storm Chasers. Blue Jays were laying lineup. four dollars and forty yeah, cents, couldn't and, win, and, and yep. had Gaussman on the mound, and he had at least a okay outing okay enough you would think to beat that team but they certainly did not so you have Kikuchi at over two dollars we were talking about that with Otani even though Otani has shown good form it's like can you lay two dollars with the Angels you look at Kikuchi right now 512 ERA but his hard hit rate his barrel rate just absolutely terrible struggling with the command so you know, Detroit Tigers, not very good offensively, but they do hit lefties. Okay. 273 as a team, uh, middle of the pack in Waba and WRC. So, uh, you know, Tyler Alexander, probably I'm guessing two or three innings tonight, and then they're going to turn it over to the bullpen. So uh, Detroit's bullpen has actually been one of the best things of their team. Fourth best in ERA, 13th in XFIP. So I might take a stab if I'm going to. I'm going to try to get $2 and maybe take a little stab with Detroit. I will not lay this with the Blue no, Jays. No, no. A couple books now. I see a Circa here in the Nevada jurisdiction up to plus 202. Most shops, though, rest of country are sitting right now plus 190 in, in a lot of those East Coast shops. It's, it's kind of the same theory when talking about Otani and laying it with the Angels. But it's a completely different case here where mm-hmm. it's with you, Kikuchi, with how awful he's been, and you laid out all the reasons why. How could you possibly lay two and a quarter. I mean, yeah, with a guy like that, you, you just can't. You can't. It's impossible. And look, we've seen these results in, you know, the last couple of weeks, you get some of these big underdogs that you think, okay, they have no chance because everybody wants to play those run line yeah. and those run line barlays. Not the way to go. It just takes one big underdog to go ahead and yep. screw that up for you. And it could be this one tonight. Tigers just took two or three from San Diego. Big walk off yesterday against uh, Taylor Rogers. Wes, this has been a blast. Good get, to be get with some, you, uh, Get a nap in, all right? Well, won't you? you too, because I'll you're going to be back on duty uh, Prime time action tonight uh, for myself. Wes on the nightcap tonight. But we say so long for now on the Lombardi line. It is odds on Mike Palmer, Malshaw, coming up next here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.